Hello, this is Reverend Erehim. I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Let me share a quick word, and then we'll wrap it up. Hallelujah. Let's go to the key scripture. Read it quickly. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. So those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Hallelujah. The people who know their God. Listen, it takes how deep you know God to be able to make a difference. Note it down. You can't know God on a shallow or a limited level to be able to stand for God to use you. So if your knowledge of God hasn't grown over the years that you become a Christian, something is deficient. Hallelujah. And I pray to God that he would deliver every single one of us from every set, every kind of settlement. Because sometimes you think you're being in church for so long, so you kind of relax. Uh, people think, well, because for most people, going to church, it's about what they want from God or what they think God will do for them. It's not about what does God want me to do for him. If you are in that realm, you haven't matured. Because this know about God is a deep, intimate level where you become him on the, in the earth realm. Where you are able to place your role according to his determined counsel for your life. It's a deep level. Jesus said, this signs are followed them that believe. So you see, once you know, it takes knowing God in order to be able to believe in him. And once you know him, some signs must follow you. Question is, what signs have been following you? Which signs? Which work is following you? Now, the word exploits, I try to look for, for its meaning uh, from the dictionary. Because, you know, certain words used in scripture, sometimes if you don't look for it in, in context, you might even misinterpret the word. So I try to look for it. I know you guys are quite very intelligent in this, you should applaud yourselves. It's, it's powerful. Exploits means something that is notable, a notable act. Means it's worthy of note or remarkable. Hmm. It is distinguished and prominent, outstanding and preeminent. You need to find out. Are those signs around your life? Because we're not only talking about, listen, it's, it's interesting how Christians every now and then has a theme. We have a theme that we can, you know, do celebrations around and it all just fades away. Once the season is over, there's no signs of it around our lives anymore. 
That's most unfortunate. We need to carry it with us level after level because in the work with God is precept upon precept, line upon line. Every moment is opportunity to grow, to grow in the anointing, to grow in power, to grow in wisdom, to grow in revelation. Because you see, revelation is the breeding ground for revolution. <laughs> revelation is the breeding ground for revolution. What's revelation? Insight. That's why he said, no, no, no God. Those who know they are God. The revelation you capture about God will revolutionize your life. It will revolutionize your faith. It will move you, it will move you to a realm of boldness and confidence about God and about his word. So you take steps with his word. You're not intimidated by anything or by anybody. So every child of God, it doesn't matter which corner you find yourself. It doesn't matter how long ago before you came to Christ. Once you believe in God and you begin to walk with him, your life must show forth in his power and might. Hallelujah. So there must be something notable, remarkable around your life. From today, I pray to God that may his might and power through the spirit of his word enter you afresh and cause your life to mark, to mark notability in the name of Jesus. In every act and every step you take in the name of Jesus, I pray that the fire of God will bring distinction in your activities, in everything you do, in business, in career, in education, in, in every, every phase of work that you do in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Making a difference takes what you carry. But question is, what do you carry? What do you carry? Every child of God is presumed to be, to be indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Every child of God. Are you filled with the Spirit? Show by hands those who believe you are filled with the Spirit of God. Those of you who are also struggling with the spirit of God. He wants space, but you won't give him. <laughs> he wants space, but you won't give him. Because you are too full of yourself. You're too full of your personal interest and ideas. This is what limits God or makes the Holy Spirit to withdraw. So many Christians may show up in church, but have no connectivity with the spirit of God. The apostle Paul said, for there's a treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of power may be of God and not of man. The treasure in us is the spirit of God. And once the spirit of God is in you, he is the worker of the exploits. Once you believe God and can step out in faith. Hallelujah. 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 I want a living amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Further on, he said, an exploit is a memorable act, means is worthy of remembering, worthy of being cited or mentionable. It's nameable for honor. Those things must characterize your life, even at work in the business place. It's not only in church. There are several dimensions of power that we need to do exploits. Hallelujah. Everywhere you are, you can excel by the Spirit of God. Everywhere you are. At the workplace, 
When they can't find solutions, they'll look for you. I wish there were believers in the house who came to church today. <laughs> there are certain areas you enter, you are able to enter because there's something you carry that the world or your generation needs. I started radio in my, in my mid-twenties. In my mid-twenties. Before, I mean, I never thought it was something I could do. <laughs> because, you know, I mean, at, at that time, private radio was quite new. Those days, it was uh, GBC and Radio 2. Then uh, Joy FM came. Actually, they were born from Radio I, which was owned by uh, Charles Rekubobe before. Yes. And then Tarzan, yes. And they went to do something at Legon Campus and got into trouble. And the politicians scattered their radio station. Then they sold their license to Joy FM and they started. Then Radio Gold started. So we're enjoying a bit of it. Then eventually, a friend in whose uh, house the church I became born again in was in front of their compound. He came back home. He worked at Kolebu and he came back home and says, Radio Gold is hiring presenters. I think you should apply. I said, ah, this man, but I have not told you about anything. And fact is, I was not thinking about it. But I thought, okay, maybe this is something I can do, though. But instead of going to Radio Gold, I thought I liked Joy FM, so I went there. And they told me I was a small boy. <laughs> I was 25, 20, 20, going on 26. Because at that time, the only people who preached there was... Uh, our very favorite general overseer, Dr. Mensah Otabel, and then uh, Archbishop Duncan Williams. Occasionally, Bishop James Sarr sat in for uh, Archbishop, and, and that was it. So, of course, I was a small boy. I left there on Wednesday. Friday, I had no money to take transport, so I walked from my house in Kaneshi, to Latabio because she had radio gold. I had personally produced my, my demo from a friend's home, <laughs> it's not home theater these days, it's home stereo system. You know those, those, those decks? When I was doing the thing, the man asked me, have you done this before? I said no. Fact is, I borrowed microphone from church. A friend of mine also gave me some hook a hook, uh, headphones, borrowed a few CDs and did the thing. Holy Spirit was giving me insight, something I had never done before. I took it. When I got there, the admin manager was like, oh, sorry. Just a month ago, we have hired three different people to do what you want to do. So there's no opportunity. Maybe in a year or two. So, Never mind, you go. She used to work with BBC. But she's like, your record seems very good. Then when she was going to escort me to go, she just mentioned to me, the board of directors are having a meeting with the chief executive. It is not meant to be disturbed, but I think they need to see your, your profile. So she said, wait for me at the reception. Then she went to disturb a meeting that was not supposed to be disturbed. Hear me carefully. 
She went in. He said, oh, this young man came here and did it. And they took my certificate and whatever, spread it among themselves. And, and then they started playing my demo. Within a minute, they called the reception and said, tell that young man to come in. I entered, and I was hearing my voice on it. I couldn't recognize it. Oh, the thing was very, very, very sexy. <laughs> and they, they had distributed my documents among them. Six board of directors, plus the chief executive, seven. And the interview took place immediately there. Firing from left, right. The questions were from, I was standing in the middle and they were sat around me. Impromptu interview for 25 minutes. They said, is that really you? I said, yeah. Because I did, do, I mean, now I put on weight too. That time I was, I was very cute. You can laugh at me, it's okay. And they're like, okay. After the interview, they, they told the, the admin manager, call the other three people and pay them off and give the job to this one. They assigned contract with them for five years, a month before I got there. A month before I got there. And they said, pay them off. We're giving the entire week to this guy. Monday to Sunday. Then they said, when can you start? This was a Friday. I said, immediately. It's okay, come tomorrow. So I started work on Saturday. Everything I know on radio, I learned it in church. Yeah, I'm telling you. This is why when you joke with your privileges you have in the house of God, you're shooting down your destiny. You're not ready for exploits. Everything I know to do on radio, I learned it in church. My church was, it's not like your beautiful church. It's a wooden structure with the wooden roof that they put the, what they call this, this sheet. Not, 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 not zinco. They put wawa board, then they put felt, good, felt on top of it. And it has broken. So sometimes when it rains, as if we have no roof. We have only about 10 plastic chairs. The rest are benches that the leg are not good. So sometimes when you, when you are sat with four other people and somebody wakes up accidentally, <laughs> you will fall under the anointing. Holy Ghost will touch you. But that was where I was trained. We had a Russian board, Russian council. That nothing in English is on. But that's how I learned how to control sound. So when I went in there, I joined Radio Gold seven months before its first anniversary. So I met my friends like Kwame Sefakai, Fifi Bansing, Bibi Mensing, Menji Kumasa, and the rest of them. All of them, when I got in, I'm like, this guy, because of how fast I was to be able to learn the console, they're like, no, this guy has worked on radio before. I learned it in church. It took them two months to get used to the board. Two days. Me, two days. The, uh, 
the confidence to sit behind that microphone in that place that is completely new to you. But it is all the Holy Ghost. Long and short, within the week I started my personal program of the devotions, some lady called me from Cape Coast that her senior brother has been paralyzed for five years. He's a contractor. One day they just heard him scream in his office and fell down. After when they lifted him, he can't stand again. Completely paralyzed, bedridden for five years. The wife had left him, taken the children and left. So it was the sister who was taking care of him. Feed him in bed, bathe him in bed, literally do everything for five years. She called me and says, so and so, this is my brother's situation. I said, let's be, whilst we're praying, she was crying. So she left the phone. I closed the line, picked another call. Next two, line, next two calls that came, she called again, screaming. My brother is walking. I said, my goodness. I said, what? He said, my brother is walking. He wants to talk to you. Then the man asked me, Sofu, he's from Cape Coast. Sofu, who here, why? <laughs> Long, by the time 8 o'clock came, there were three Benz buses from Cape Coast with that man and a lot of people in the neighborhood who knew his condition. They come to see who prayed for the man. I got a free house at Cape Coast from that contractor. Yeah, it's still there. I'm renting it. I didn't ask for it. Exploits opens channels of wealth. That's how God meant it to be. You don't demand it. It will come to you. And I've seen many blessings of God in dimensions untold. Because when you avail yourself for God to use you, Oh, dangerous things will happen. Hallelujah. I pray to God that you will allow him the space and you will humble yourself to, for his counsel to be perfected through your life. Hallelujah. So, long story made short. Once that happened, everybody began to look for this young man. People began to call. When they called the radio station, live on it, said, where is your church? Then I tell them where it is. Sometimes before they even give you opportunity to answer. When you say, which church do you go to? Then they will call it first. And those days, the biggest churches in Ghana, ICGC, uh, Action Chapel, uh, Victory Bible Church, they will, call, they will call everything. And then when they finish, I said, no. Then they said, so where's your church? When I call it, they it, say, it is where? <laughs> Where I come from is unknown, but the power I carry is notable. By the grace of God, I walked in that anointing for many years. I will say a few years. Everywhere we move, God does dramatic things. Hallelujah. Dramatic moves of God. Amazing things that he does, which is worth when it's God's wishes, it's memorable. People will remember you for it. You see, for some of us, people don't remember any good thing you ever did for them. That you availed yourself for God to do through you. Because we, have, we are yet to understand what our calling is really about. Hallelujah. Everybody, listen, and you will say, oh, that is because it's Jesus. 
But that is the power he walked in. And then he said, if we believe in him, the works that he did, we will do greater works. Question is, we have not even started from where he started from. How many miracles have you done? Show by hands who any of who God has done some miracle through you, not for you. If I say for you, plenty. And the reason why he does it for you is so that you can believe him to do it through you. I pray to God that you catch the revelation. The reason why he does it for you is so that you can believe him to do it through you. So that your life will make a difference. That's why he says that, let your light so shine before men that they may by your good works glorify your father who is in heaven. Who is glorifying God because of you. That is what exploits is about. It's not a thing to just be talked about. The fact is, the, the Bible is a book of exploits. Check from Genesis to Revelation. It's a book of exploits. Works and moves of God. Which is meant to inspire and challenge us to rise up to the occasion as light bearers for a generation. But sadly, we are comfortable around the fire. But we're not allowing the fire to move us to do things for God. You're happy with the breakthrough you get, the blessing you get. But you're not ready for the fire to quicken you, to send you out. Hallelujah. You know, let me show you something. When Jesus told the disciples, after his resurrection, that they should be in Jerusalem and not depart, wait in prayer until the Holy Spirit comes. When the Holy Spirit came, it landed upon them. The Bible says that the place where they were shook. The, the wind of God entered. Mighty rushing wind. I mean, and then there were cloven tongues of fire. Sit on their heads. Do you know why? Why the fire didn't land on their feet but on their head? Or in their hands or on their chest? Because they needed transformation in their mind. The fire needed to transform their minds. Because after Jesus' death... Or the way they saw him manhandled before his crucifixion. They lost faith. They lost hope. They never thought they were capable of doing anything. They were, fact is, they were afraid. Timid. Maybe like many of us. Timid. But they, they needed the Holy Ghost to bring them transformation. Hallelujah. So he landed on their heads. When the, when the oil and the fire touches your headship grace, it changes who you are and how you move. It changes the realm you walk in and the power you expose to your generation. I pray to God for you and all yours today in the name of Jesus. May the fire of God enter your being, enter your soul, enter your spirit, bring you revival, quicken you from your comfort zone and push you in the place where you want to make a difference for his name. In the name of Jesus. May his power and anointing flood your life with grace for supernatural moves. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Once they encountered the fire, they were no longer afraid. They were no longer limited. Fact is, almost like half of Jesus' disciples were fishermen. Hello. Fishermen means not exactly educated. We can't say they are uneducated. They had education in fishing you should appreciate fishermen if not we'll find how you get your fish clap for fishermen clap for every one of them every one of us have an area where we can make exploits 
Exploits not only in church or kingdom work. But whatever you do, because you're a kingdom child, everywhere you are, you excel so that it glorifies the kingdom. If you're a banker, how you excel there, it will glorify the kingdom. If you're a nurse or a medical doctor, how you work with efficiency and excellence, with insight and revelation, it will exalt the kingdom. Exploits is about kingdom. Kingdom, God's kingdom. The transformation that took place for the apostles or the disciples of Jesus was so that they become kingdom-minded, no longer self-preservatives. Because that was what they, the mode they went into after Jesus died. They went into hiding. Everybody was trying to preserve themselves. Hopefully, they're not going to be arrested and going to be nailed like Jesus. And many of us, that's what we're doing in church. We're hiding. <laughs> hiding. Say, has God called you? Yes. If he calls you and sends you, go. Hallelujah. Because it's only in going that you see how he works. It's only in going. If you are not going, you have not started the journey. And it means that we're failing on our assignment as exploit makers. Hallelujah. It's very critical for us to catch this. I, I looked at one of the one of the miracles of Jesus which became quite interesting to me you remember the man who was born blind from his mother's womb that Jesus spat on the ground and mixed it with clay and covered his eyes and then he told him to go and wash at the pool of Siloam. That word Siloam means saint. <laughs> saint. Sent him there. But I began to question why that mode. If today we're doing some healing service. And I said, God had told me that I will spit on your eyes. Some of you, if I look you, I have to give you like three. Spito service. Twa twa. Some of you, if I look the way you are sitting and you are sleeping, I have to give you like nine. But I was questioning why would Jesus use spito? Mind you, man was made from the dust of the earth. This man was born blind from his mother's womb. So he picked the dust, added spittle. So I began to research. Me, I suspect Jesus a lot. So a lot of moves he makes, I begin to find out why does he engage certain principles. So I began to find what is in the spittle. When I researched, I saw that there's DNA in the spittle. So Jesus' DNA. Uh, media, please, can you put it out? Just type, Google. Can saliva be found in DNA? Most, most regular procedures for DNA is traceable through the blood. But according to the research, the DNA found in saliva is equal or equivalent in quality and purity as that which is traceable through the blood. 
You say, what does it mean? Jesus put his DNA into the dust from which man was created. Put it on his eyes. What is the implication? If I am not blind, you can't be blind. You are not here. You are not here. If I am not barren, you can't be barren. If I can't carry fire bread, it cannot be in you. Well, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord told me, I mean, when I come here, I need to pray for women who have fibroids. When I began to pray, after Prof called me, when, when I was praying about this day, he was instructing me, when you come, pray for anybody struggling with fibroids. That they're saying, do surgery. Some of you have done surgery and it's still recurring. I'll pray for you today. We'll see what the Lord will do. So what Jesus did by putting that DNA is to say, what I don't have, you can't have it. If I'm not cursed, you can't be cursed. If I'm not afflicted, you can't be afflicted. If I am not blind, you can't be blind. So the man goes <laughs> to the pool and washed. And Bible says he came back seeing. They asked him, what, <laughs> how did you see? He says, the man who healed me mixed clay. Oh, Jesus. And touched my eyes and said, go and wash. You see, let me tell you this. Sometimes when the power of God is moving into your life, there's what you feel, but you don't know what actually has entered. He felt the clay, but he didn't know about the spittle. He did not know about the DNA. He felt what was normal, but he, had, he didn't catch the supernatural that has taken place. So when you hear God's word, there may be some excitement you feel, but there's a power entering you. The, the prophet declared, he says, as he spoke to me, his spirit entered me and lifted me up on my feet. Every word you hear from God has the capacity to reproduce the power of God in your life. But it takes your depth of knowledge of God in order to experience God's full power. If you don't know him like you ought to know him, you will hear the word. It will pass through this ear. Come out from the other one. When you go home, say, you went to church? Yes. What did the pastor preach? He preached power. It was powerful. Mind you, the reason for power is for change. The reason for power is for change. It's for change. Once you begin to avail yourself for God to use you, the change you bring about will make you to become a high demand everywhere you are. From that moment when that man got healed on radio, the place where I went to, that they told me I was a small boy, they called me. The chief executive himself called me. Some of you know him. He said, oh, man of God. I heard you came to our station and people didn't treat you well. I want to meet you. <laughs> so we met. Gave me offer, gave me car. He said, sir, I don't do that. I'm a man of loyalty and integrity. I said, if I had gone there and they told me like your people told me, then I came to you and you gave me opportunity and they come back after realizing that, ah, he wasn't a small boy after all. The, the anointing he carried is older. And they come with the way you came. And I left because of what they gave me. How would you take me for? 
Listen, if you're going to do exploits, be uncompromising. Stand on your integrity. Be loyal and faithful. And your commitments must be to God foremost. They chased me for 13 years. Because I remained at God for 11 years. Eventually became second in command to the chief executive. Six years before I left. When I left, my boss was crying. I left radio. Didn't go on radio. I featured on various television stations. And severally, I get one day I was there. I got a letter from the parliament house. That was when uh, Peter Lajete was speaker. He said, we want you to come. We've been listening to you. But we want you to come and share with the parliamentarians. Me? Fact is, when I got there, they were disappointed and shocked. Because they thought the voice they heard meant that I was somebody in my 50s at the time. I was in my mid-20s. Exploits will open doors within the corridors of power for you. Some of you don't know. I never thought God can open doors for me to get into that realm. But he did. When Alajete met me, he says, so you are the Reverend Abose. You know his voice. I'm very shocked. <laughs> By the time I was done with them, they were crying. In the speaker's conference room, it's big like here. The speaker's conference room is big like this auditorium. We sat around. It was a breakfast meeting. All the parliamentarians. Plus this small boy. From Kaneshi. In a church that has no roof. I have not gone to the Ivy League schools they went. But I carry anointing. I carry anointing. And anointing is power for change. Power to make a difference. Power to be the difference. That is what exploits is about. From today, please rise up on your feet. We're closing. From today, if ever you have limited yourself or looked down upon your ability that God has given to you to make a difference, ask him, Lord, forgive me. Help me to change my mind and my heart and move me to do your will. If ever I have drawn back from what you have called me for, change me, Lord. Have mercy upon me. Revive me. Set me on fire. And help me to set my world on fire. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Pray, pray, open your mouth. We're praying just a few seconds. Just a few seconds. Ask him, Holy Spirit, set me on fire. Holy Spirit, set me on fire. And use me for exploits. Use me to change my world. Use me to transform my generation. Use me to transform my home. Use me to set my family at liberty. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Close those eyes and just lift up those hands. Then you're going to take in a deep breath. There's some fire flowing in this place. Just taking a deep breath and you just 
Whisper Jesus. Taking a deep breath, Holy Spirit. And say, Jesus. Five times, Jesus. Jesus. Touch me now. Touch me now. Touch your children now. One more time, Jesus. One more time, Jesus. Feel me now. And transform me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Father, let it be that your power and grace will fall upon your children today. Your anointing to transform us at the instance of your word. Entering every space. Breaking off the old mode and re-engineering the new. Let your power and fire fill your children today and set your people at liberty. Make them every bit whole. From today, you have anointed us and you will use us for great works that will manifest your glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray that the strength of your presence will fill and overwhelm us so that we can overwhelm our generation. Blessed be your name for your work done. And Father, thank you for the miracles that you're releasing for your people today. Thank you for the testimonies that you're ushering us into, for the release of the supernatural that you brought us into. We bless your name. We give you praise. And we give you glory. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Celebrate Jesus.